Welcome to the Scuffed Podcast. I'm Adam Bells in Minneapolis. With me is Greg Velasquez in Des Moines. We talk about U.S. men's soccer. Oh boy, the October nightmare on the men's side of U.S. soccer continues. The U-17s opened their World Cup with a frankly embarrassing 4-1 defeat to Senegal. Joining me to talk about this, unfortunately for him, is Chris Russell, a.k.a. underscore Watke on Twitter, who has been tracking a lot of these players in USL over the past several months, making videos. I thought it'd be fun to bring in some fresh blood and not to lean too hard on the unpaid labors of Matt Hartman and others. Welcome, Chris. Well, thanks, Adam. It's uh, good to be here. I wish it were under better circumstances, but you know, that's American soccer and we do the best with what we have. It's so true. uh, Good circumstances are tough to come by these days. You know, hopefully Serginio Desk gives us something to celebrate tomorrow. I'm not counting on it. Are you? Oh, that's what we're all hanging on for by a thread. Yeah. So we we just pray. Keep praying through the night. Big picture thoughts on this loss. Let me, let me uh, turn it over to you. Yeah. Well, big, Picture from my perspective, I feel like I came into it a, a little bit naive. I thought we would be better than Senegal, um, but I've been humbled. It turns out we're not anywhere close to better than Senegal. We're much worse. I, th- I think we were, we weren't good at passing or moving, or defending. Uh, so that's basically soccer. No. And Senegal's better than us, but I, I don't, don't want to be too negative because we are talking about U17s, and they're all going to progress over the course of the next couple of years. But that's just where we were tonight. That's a good disclaimer to throw in there. I, we don't, we're not going to be super hard on any of the individual players. These are kids, and this is just a single point in time in their careers, and many of them will get better, no doubt. Yeah, I think what was most discouraging to me was we were, we were just outfought, outfought, outquicked, physically bullied across the pitch. Obviously, Senegal was better than anyone expected, but I'd say the U.S. was worse than everyone expected. Wouldn't you say? I no, absolutely, and and it it felt like just time and time again. Started out, we were having a turnover, and then Senegal would react much more quickly, and then come straight down the center at, at us. And as we went on, the mistakes we were making would become much simpler as we went, and we I, I think we lost confidence. And I think the scoreline ended up being pretty bad because of that. Yeah, a scoreline that I think was pretty much deserved too. Yeah, we got rolled. Yeah, we got we got played off the pitch as the game progressed. Let's let's go through the normal procedure here. Start off with the lineup reaction. I thought the U.S. came out with a pretty standard lineup for Rafa Wiki. Reina, Pepe, and Yao across the front line, a midfield of Busio, Leva, and Saldana. No surprises there. And then uh, a back line of Adam Armour at left back, which was the really the I think the one surprise that he started over Bello. Yeah. And then uh, Kobe Hernandez, Foster, and Tavon Gray at center back, and Joe Scali at right back and Damian Loss at goalkeeper. Senegal's lineup was I'm going to I'm going to run through this if you don't mind. Uh okay. I'll, I'll take the fall for butchering the the pronunciation Thank of the names. You. I appreciate that cuz I would have really struggled. Yeah. Goalkeeper Usman Ba, uh a backline of Chek Diouf, Cheku Ndiaye, who was the captain at center back and then Mikael Fay. Fay is a last name you should remember and uh Birami Diao at right back. And then Isaga Kane, Ibrahim Sai, um, and Pe- Pepe, is it Pape Sar? Is that what they were saying? Pape? I think it's Pape. Yeah. And, and I don't want to, you know, take a cheap shot at you here, but 
I think it might be Faye. Faye. But I'm not confident okay. either. Okay. So no, we're really in a tough spot. I here. don't feel I don't feel cheap shot at all. Okay. We'll go with Faye. And um Insa Boye was also in the midfield and then Samba Diallo was on the wing and uh Suleiman Faye was uh, up top. Yeah, well in terms of the US lineup, it was pretty straightforward in terms of what Rafa Wiki has been talking about doing. He's talked about staying consistent and that's what he did. Um only one change from the final against Mexico in the CONCACAFs, and that was Ricardo Pepe uh, for Alfonso Campo Chavez. And I think that made sense to me just because I think Pepe's had a better year. And I, I think he actually started out as a better option. But I think it's become more obvious over time. And then the other surprise was uh, Armour over Bello. I was actually really surprised to see it. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Actually, I, I kind of like it because I have some George Bello anxiety in terms of his defending. But I think what we saw tonight, maybe I, I, th- I think we'll see him again coming up soon. And, and we should, because he's a good player. Yeah. In terms of Senegal's approach, um, they played a 4-3-3 and they would press high at times and try to turn it over and quickly go towards goal a lot down the middle. And they, what we saw, they, they were really successful at that. Yeah, their press was occasionally aggressive as kind of a 4-4-2, where they'd have like two guys running around in our in our box or near our box. So, sometimes a 4-4-2, sometimes looked like a 4-5-1 to me, but I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% sure on that stuff either. What they, we do know is they were effective in turning us over and then uh, going towards the goal. Yeah, that's the key takeaway there. They 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 got a lot of they got a lot of joy in transition off of that. So let's go straight to the scoring summary. Um you did a you did a lot of good work in here, which is unusual because usually I'm I'm doing this with Greg Velasquez and his scoring summary record is spotty to say. I've least. actually heard he's pretty difficult to work with, so I admire all the work you're doing and kind of bringing him along in this whole scuffed. Po- By the way, I love the podcast. Oh, thanks. So man. it's very exciting to be here. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so it started off well, right? Why don't you do you want to talk about the the third minute goal from the U.S. Sure, we were in kind of a period where we had the ball and uh, Senegal was dropped off and Adam Saldana carried the ball up. He drew a couple defenders out, dropped it back to Danny Leva, who took a good touch with his left foot and then and to kind of draw out the defenders a little bit again and split them out to uh, Joe Scally, who put in a good cross, and Gianluca Busio had an, a really excellent header for a goal. Noted for his aerial prowess. Yeah. Gianluca Busio. Yeah. No, it was a really good header. Um, attacked the attacked the box from you know kind of a late arriving run, and um, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing, and and it couldn't have the game could not have started better. Now the listener will know it didn't go as well from there, but in terms of a good start, it was very positive. It was and, cheered by it. <laughs> we were cheered, and 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 then eleventh uh, minute, we we still looked pretty good for the I'd say for the first ten minutes or so. Eleventh minute. Reyna has his first chance to roll one across the six for Pepe after f- some clever work from Busio to release him into the box. Kind of a uh, Reyna makes a clever run. Busio spots him and plays a, a nice outside of the boot pass to spring him. And Reyna's making a, a run on the opposite post. Uh, I'm sorry, Pepe's making a run on the opposite post. And Reyna, and this is something I've criticized him before. He's obviously a talented player. He's as, he's as talented as anybody on this roster for the U.S. and has has more pedigree than anybody else. But he he has this tendency to not make the unselfish play, and 
this this was this would have been two zero if he had just played it across the top of the six for Pepe. Instead, he takes a yeah. shot from a basically an impossible angle, and it's harmless. The keeper stops it easily. A keeper who, by the way, did not look did not look very solid in this game. The the Senegalese keeper that is. No, there was there was an opportunity there, but uh, yeah, I think Geo didn't really get it at all on that so it wasn't necessarily a matter of him being unselfish necessarily he just didn't see the pass at all yeah and it would have been a very sharp pass i mean i i know i could not have made it but you know we ask a little bit more uh, from, from him than you know from yeah. me yeah yeah we won't dwell on it but i think there's a good chance it could have been 2-0 there uh, after 11 minutes and you know it wasn't so it remained 1-0 20th minute senegal's starting to exert some serious control over the game. And I'm curious, what do you think before we, you know, kind of go through bit by bit, all the rest of this, what do you attribute that to? Wow. How was Senegal able to seize control of the game after that? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. Well, no, no problem. You know, Um, basically we were really struggling to get the ball into Busio, if I to really simplify, we were just playing it around the back five or six or so, and what would happen was Leva or Saldana, and sometimes Busio would drop, and we could pass the ball around, but there was nowhere to go, and eventually we'd have to try to do something, and then there'd be a mistake, and that's kind of when their physicality would take over, um, and not just physicality, just I think a better instinct for the phase of the game we were in, and then they would take it over, and they would click quickly move toward always right down the center toward the goal. Just the wave of that happening, and it kind of happened pretty slowly over the first half. But I think it was really before the 30th minute that they were kind of in control of the game. And I, I think it started, when I started to feel it was around the 16th minute, but that's very specific. But that's <laughs> that very is very specific, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think, I know I'm gonna just sound like your classic American here, but. I just think they were more athletic than us. Like and and this is not just this is not just something about African teams, so you know, I'm not like I mean, I was avoiding saying it for that very specific reason. Yeah. Yes, of course they were far more athletic than us. I think we can kind of do away with this thing about American teams being more athletic. It just isn't true at any level. It and really, I think we've seen really that over the past couple of years, yeah. Yeah. And I I mean it was it was really true in the friendly that we played against Brazil a week ago, you know, a week ago Saturday. Yeah. They're they were far more athletic than us, and I and I don't mean like they're taller than us, which I think they were. I think both of these teams were taller than us, um, but they're just like individual yeah. battles, you know, individual oh. scraps where you where you have to use your strength and your leverage and your quickness to win the ball and to and to better the other guy. Yeah, how many I, of those, I, I, how many of those did we win in the whole game? I don't remember a single one. I'm sure there was, but I don't remember it. And um, it, it, I don't know that it's purely a physical thing because really the guy that looked the most prepared was not a tall guy. It's our center back who we say is too short, which is Kobe Hernandez Foster. And he, he seemed up to it. Obviously, it's, it's a different thing that he's doing than, than what the guys are having to do in the midfield. But yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but we were just getting overrun. Yeah, and I... I don't know how Kobe would have looked in the middle of the field, but he he was certainly more composed than everybody else, and had you know he has that little bit ability to drop his shoulder and send somebody the wrong way, and um, 
that that's another yeah. part of winning individual battles that isn't so much athleticism as it is yeah. just ability. But I, I, I looked back on that um, that goal where Leva, you know, where Leva Leva did some kind of clever work between two Senegalese opponents to play that ball out wide to Scali, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. I think at that point in the game, Senegal didn't quite realize how much of an advantage they had. I think that's true, yeah. Like, I think that moment happens 10 minutes later, and Leva doesn't get the ball off his foot. Because they're on him as soon yeah. as he's touching it. Right. Or they, yeah. It, I couldn't understand why we were successful at the beginning. Because I, I watched it twice just because I knew I had to talk about it on a podcast. I wouldn't normally do something like that, but I couldn't figure out what was happening. Yeah, don't and lie. They, you know, you you watch these all these U seventeen games many, right, many times. I watched the Brazil friendly a few a few times, but that was also because I knew it had to be on the podcast. But I will say, from that Brazil friendly, I didn't think it was as bad as I know you talked about being. I realize now like that was a pretty big warning sign for what happened against Senegal. And Senegal is not Brazil, by the way. No, it wasn't. It actually wasn't as bad of a game as as the Sen- the Senegal one that just occurred. Okay. I I agree with you on that. I, I just think that the the gap in you know physical ability is was was similarly apparent. That's all. It was shocking, really. All right, all right. Shocking physical limitations aside, let's move on to the um, let's move on to the twentieth minute. Senegal works the ball around the top of the box. This is their first kind of clear chance. Armour intervenes, tries a back heel clearance, and. It kind of pings around and somebody pounces on it and results in a shot for Senegal. I th- was it Suleiman? I think it was. It was a left-footed shot, so I'm going to say Suleiman. I believe it was. Excellent save. I believe, yeah, and, Excellent save from Loss there. Yes. That, it was a very good save. And I'm generally a fan of backheel clearances, but that one didn't quite take for Armour. Um, <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I always say it. I always say it. And it kind of started. That play kind of started as I don't. Unfortunately, I don't know who the player was, but a Senegal player had it sort of out toward the left, and Yao was guarding him. And the guy kind of half beat Yao to get straight into the center, and kind of a pretty dangerous spot. And Yao recovered enough to block it, but it ended up right in the middle of that scrum there, and that's where the back heel clearance came in. Which I wish I had worked because you know it would have been fantastic. But ultimately, a great save by loss. I think that's the big takeaway. So we nearly concede on the subsequent corner. Busio gets caught looking, and uh, Samba Diallo runs unmarked in front of everybody. It's a it's a corner from the from our right side, Senegal's left side, and Diallo gets a foot on it and and hits it just over the bar. So almost two almost goals in the span of a couple minutes. The uh, fair warning: the rest of this scoring summary is going to be very depressing. So check the check the show notes for timestamps if you want to move past it. Thirty third minute, a Senegal chance. I'm turning this over to you, Waki. Yeah. So what was going on a lot was uh, Leva would would drop into either Scalies or or more spot, and what happened? He came into Adam Armour on the kind of the left side. Adam Armour pushed up and. Uh, Leva played him a ball, and then Armour went for kind of a... It would have been a great flick, side-footed flick, as a pass, but it just it just went basically to Senegal, and they very quickly pounced. Um, and I think... I don't know. It was I think it was either one pass or two passes straight to Suleiman's feet. Easily turns, and he 
uh, plays in Diallo, um, who's right on into goal. Fortunately, he goes for the near post and hits into the side netting, but it's a very dangerous chance for them, and it, the chances are really starting to build up for Senegal. And we're feeling it as viewers. The, kind of this anxiety is rising. At yeah. least it was for me. Doom, impending doom, is is coming down upon us. Yeah, and I noticed, uh, I noticed, and a couple people in my little Slack community noticed that Leva, you know, Leva was just a, a couple yes. of steps behind Diallo there, as you as you noted. And just didn't look like he was going to recover. It really wants uh, a winger or an attacking player with pace has a step or two on Leva. He's he's just not going to catch up, and and that was happening some tonight, and it definitely happened here. Which let's be clear, that's not necessarily going to be always how Danny Leva is. He's he's still an adolescent, you know. Yeah. Um, his his body could develop in ways in a lot of different ways, but right now. He, his his physical limitations in terms of just quickness and speed were uh, were, were a real issue in this game, I thought. 36th minute, 36 minute, Senegal chance, Senegal right back. Diouf carries the ball essentially uncontested from the halfway line to the dead center top of our 18. Um, yeah, it goes past uh, Saldana there. It's pretty light resistance, and he, uh, Diouf comes across him with a left foot and gets into a very good shooting position. And we're, I think we're pretty fortunate for Gray to have blocked it because he's a ways off. It was, it was, it was a, a great scoring opportunity, really, and it came out of nothing for them. This was when we were really starting to break down in the midfield. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess we're going to re- continue to return to this theme, but I, I don't know if it's like we're just not used to this level of, of athleticism and quality um, having gone through CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. But we 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 at this point in the game we're starting to look shell shocked and not just shell shocked but we looked like we were exhausted by the 36th minute did didn't you think yeah well why we looked sluggish certainly by the 36th minute but by then it it was looked sluggishness at the point of no return I don't know what was going on I I'd have thought we would be pretty prepared physically at least for that part of it i i don't really have an explanation for what was going on there yeah it looked but we like, were out of our depths like, it looked like we weren't prepared physically i guess is what i'm saying it's it looked like we were just not fit enough for that level of a contest and finally the goal that senegal deserved came in first half stoppage time it was uh suleiman Faye at the death deep free kick from the senegalese goalkeeper um Saldana, Saldana, sorry, beaten in the air, which is not too surprising and not really anything you can blame him for. And then Faye is the quickest to react to it. He beats um, Tavon Gray to it, and then he beats Loss with a clean, very nice finish, side netting, far corner, 1-1 at the half. We have sort of given a, a lot of thoughts along the way about the way the first half progressed, mm-hmm. but do you have any quick halftime thoughts? Yeah, I guess just one thing that I noticed in the first half that we didn't talk about was it's a, it's a kind of a minor moment pretty early in the game when Diallo just puts in a really hard foul on Gray. Mm. And it just struck me as something that was the right thing to do at that moment for competitively. And we really never matched anything like that. There wasn't a moment where I felt like someone was insisting themselves on the game in any way. That is such a good point. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm going to correct you, so don't feel like this is a cheap shot. But that was Faye, 
who did the you, are you talking about the cleats through the through the shin of gray well there gray there's was down for there was that there was one earlier too but it was those two and then the one you mentioned right after that the way we, the teams react to that was also interesting where there, there was no reaction it was that's uh, what it was yeah yeah and i you know we, there's plenty of hand wringing about this um in my sort of group chats but you saw the same thing against Brazil in the friend in a friendly that Jan Kuto, their right back, who is who's yeah the, the knee to the back he gave Jason. Yeah, really good player. Uh, Jan is a really good player. You gotta admire how he plays soccer. But man, it was a dirty, dirty challenge. He came in and put his knee right through the back of Jason. Jason uh, goes to the ground screaming, and yeah, like he's he's writhing around on the floor and. Jan just trots away like nothing happened. No foul is called because it was it was pretty. I think it was pretty well hidden from the from the ref. But there was there was just nothing. No kind of emotional response from the U.S. Now we yeah. did in that friendly. We did score a goal a couple minutes later. Pepe had that brilliant solo effort. But there was no. I mean, I you can even hear through the field mics. Busio's like, so how bad is it? Or is it like bad? Yeah. Bad? Is it bad? Bad or like? He said no, no. They just didn't meet the challenge, and and Jan went ahead and bossed J- Jason the rest of that game. Jason yeah. Jason was really really poor in that game, and I I, I kind of don't blame him. I think he was like actually hurt by that. You know, he looked like he was hobbling around for a while, and you sort of saw the same thing tonight. Um, now yeah. Sen- I didn't see anything s- super dirty like that from Senegal. I didn't. At least. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't either. Just. But they would put in a like the right foul at the right moment, and yeah, and I, yeah, we didn't ever do that. We never did that. Yeah, I would say physically, maybe Scally was the the one guy who who asserted himself, but he's not a good yeah. enough athlete to overcome Diallo on that side of the field in a one on one battle. So it it didn't come to much. Yeah, Out, outside of Scally, I didn't see anybody who was who was like. This is our game, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna like take this thing by the balls, you know. No. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. There was. It was striking. There was really nothing. And is that the is that the fault of the of the development academy, or the like? Do we need to do we need to give kids a class in the dark arts, or is maybe it just like... I would I wouldn't have thought to fault them, but I, I hope they're showing this tape to all of their 14 and 15 year olds. Is you know, not this tape, really the Brazil tape. Show them how to put a knee in a back in a friendly before the, you know, <laughs> yeah. in a warm-up game. I, I didn't really read too much into the um, Brazil thing, them not reacting to that, because I just thought it was a friendly, but it, it definitely did carry over in terms of a lack of whatever that is that's, well, whatever that quality is that would make them react differently in that situation. I mean, I, w- like, I, I guess I would have been like, what happened, Andres? You know, like, how? why are you hurt so bad from that? And he would say, dude, he stuck his knee, like, at 50 miles an hour into my lower back. And then I would go over and be like, what the, you know, what the F, Jan? What yeah, it was more, yeah, it was more like he was asking, is like, are you going to have to come out of that game now? And Right. right. But, I mean, we're, we're now we're, we're parsing some. Uh, we're getting deep, no we're getting deep in the weeds. Go. But I think that's yeah. a big, I think that's a big part of it, though, that w- what happened in this game. There was just not a fighting spirit. And as much as that sounds like a cliche, I know that's why I'm uncomfortable saying it. I, I, I'm worried we're just, but I think it's right. I think that's 
pretty good explanation of what happened in this game. All right, second half. Let's move on to it. 50, 51st minute, uh, chance Senegal. A Yao turnover, Griffin Yao turnover. Yao had a Yao had a tough game. I think it's fair to say, and Senegal uh, was decisive and athletic in the middle, as we've talked about. It's a turnover, and they just drive right through the middle. The shot sprays wide, kind of fortunately, I think. I can't remember yeah. who, who put the challenge in right at the end, but it was it was just enough to put the shot off. Fifty fourth minute, three minutes later, the U.S. got a good chance. Um, a build out through Armour and Reyna. Armour had you know had his moments of of quality, I think, moving forward. And then it it comes to the feet of Busio inside the box. He turns and takes a shot that deflects off a defender over the over the bar on the ensuing corner. Tavon Gray crashes and his shot was cleared off the line twice. That was that could have that was a big chance and could have put us up to one. You know, if you're yeah. if you're a half glass full kind of guy, you could you could say that that might have changed the course of the game. It certainly did not, however. No, it didn't. And actually, right after that that chance, there was a little glimpse of uh, some some of our future struggles to recover in transition. They they kind of got a half break on us, and we only barely recovered in time. So they basically carried the ball down to our 18. I think I don't remember exactly what happened, but they got a shot blocked, and we'd find out later that you know maybe we weren't quite prepared for a, a quick break the other way. Yeah, mind-boggling that we would be so susceptible to a punt from the goalkeeper after a corner kick or something. Dabalair, Ethan Dabalair came on for Griffin Yao in the 60th minute. Seemed like a good sub. I, I don't know that Dabalair really moved the needle too much in this game. He No, he, he didn't. He had one moment where, but for a little bit of a, you know, a long touch, he, it could have been something. But other than that, he, he didn't really impacted much but Yao had had a difficult game um, and hadn't really gotten into dangerous positions I think what happened is Scali would push up pretty wide I think they planned it and then Yao would come inside and he's just kind of physically overwhelmed by what was going on in the middle yeah that's where you had most of his giveaways anyway right in that sort of half space or like in the channel yeah he he's not He's not really a guy who's suited to to facilitate on the half turn either. I don't think that's his strong suit. No. Um, but we're not we're not too we're not too deep at wing at the wing position. So I think that's an understatement. We don't. I don't even know. I guess double air, but there's not a whole lot to beyond really Reina. Yeah. And if you put a, I don't know. I think some people see Ocampo Chavez as a winger. I don't. I don't know. But I, yeah. Yeah, he could have he could have maybe made an impact off the wing. Seventy second minute, uh, the Senegal goal, the one that makes it two one, and I think it kind of puts the nail in the coffin. If we're being honest, it was a it was a rain of free kick, which I'll describe how we got to that free kick. It was actually a nice play by Adam Armour. He he did up the right back for Senegal a couple times and then uh, was fouled, and it's a free kick from a dangerous spot. Why don't you take it from there? Yeah, but, but, uh, Reyna takes the free kick. The keeper collects it and kicks it 60 or 70 yards to a wide open Suleiman who's running like a, you know, uh, a college football receiver. You've covered that on here. He was completely wide open. It was ridiculous looking. Yeah. And then, um, and then you actually pointed this out. I didn't notice it. 
it does seem like Lost should have come out for it there. Yeah, um, he stays in he stays in his six yard box pretty much. I think he th- briefly thought about coming out, but was worried that it would the ball would hold up and he could just get chipped from twenty five yards away. Which I you know don't ask me to make that kind of decision in in real time. Yeah, but well, in, in any case, Lost does make a good save, uh, but um, Balde is he he came on as a sub. He's just much quicker to the the rebound than any than any of our guys, and he kind of pops it in the top of the net there. And that was pretty much pretty much the ball game really. Yep, it was. I I mean t- a couple thoughts. Leva and Saldana are the ones responsible for covering on a goal kick there and I think Armore as well. None of them was was alert to the danger at all and 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 that's kind of frustrating. And I do think I do think Last needs to come out there. I mean, he's a he's supposedly the top goalkeeper in the age group and he, you know you see goalkeepers in in the Bundesliga or big leagues come out way farther than that to clear the danger and that's I think this is a situation where when you when you watch it on TV you see that yeah this is some the, if the, if Lass is on his 18 yard box watching the play develop then he should be he should easily be out there to to just kick that out of bounds yeah, it was really his opportunity to have had a great game by making that play, um, but he didn't. So he had, he had some good saves and was good, but yeah, that was probably the one mistake that you know, ended up being important. Goes from bad to worse at this point. Seventy um, sixth minute, another Senegal goal. Why don't you why don't you take this one too, please? Uh, Senegal piles it on in the seventy sixth minute with a goal. What what's happening is we're we're playing a the back and Kobe plays what I, I thought was a pretty good ball to Leva, but Leva lets it run past him um, and then doesn't go quite as hard into the tackle as the um, uh, the defender is closing in. There's a quick series of build-up passes. It gets played to Diallo, who turns and plays in Solomon, who's running into goal. He's in the 18. He takes it to the end line, cuts it across, and Lost gets a touch on it. But again, it's just we're uh, s- slow to react to that. And uh, Amete Fay, another sub, you know, scores the goal. Yeah. Just, and it all happened really quickly because this was just right after the previous goal. Yeah, just thrashes it in. And he's he's running, if you watch the replay of that goal, he's running at 60 miles an hour while everybody for the U.S. in defense is running at 30 miles an hour. Partly explained yeah. by the fact that he's, a, he's fresh legs off the bench. But it also sort of encapsulates what happened in this game. I mean, he's just he's just moving with purpose and alacrity that you did yeah. not see from the U.S. Uh, you know, I'm not sure I blame Leva too much in in like a tactical sense for letting that ball run through. Uh, I think it's just his physical limitations, and I a quicker, more athletic center mid gets yeah. gets to that ball and you know takes a touch towards the sideline and and can sort of survey his options from there but but Leva's Leva's just moving a little bit slow there he he looked like he was tired too as I mentioned as did everyone for the U.S. which I don't really understand but that's what it looked like let's see 80th minute uh the U.S. gets a chance Scally plays a long diagonal to Reyna near the edge of the 18 Reyna wins a header well you know he gets up and pops it into the path of Pepe who's who is kind of behind the line at that point Pepe takes a touch to his inside and, as you say here, is easily overtaken by 
the recovering defender. It, it, it just wasn't Pepe's night, and that, this was it for him in a nutshell. Take a touch a little bit wide or directly in front of him, and he has a, a huge chance on his right foot, but he takes the wrong touch and he gets nothing out of the sequence. Yeah, and he just he kind of approached the ball pretty tentatively. Yeah, I think he needs to cut it to the right, and we'll have a much easier situation there. But I mean, the way he did it, just it looked like he would never score immediately. He just got it looked like he got bullied off the ball. That's not exactly what happened, but that was kind of the effect of the play. Yeah, I don't know if he if if he just misjudged where the defender was was going or took the touch he didn't want to take, but. I, it would have been a lot to ask him to take that first time. I think it would have been a, a tough, a tough hit. But I was going to suggest it, but I thought it would be ridiculous to say. Yeah, some people. I mean, I'm sure some people would say, "Hey, take it first time. That's it. You're a, you know, you're an elite striker. You're an elite 16 year old striker, Ricardo." Yeah. Not so. Not his night. And then, um, the to add insult to injury. So then AOC and Jason come on for Saldana and Pepe as we're trying to like push for some goals here down three, one. And then in the 88th minute, uh, Senegal gets another goal right down route one, a long clearance from their goalkeeper, I believe, or maybe it was from one of the center backs. Tavon Gray just mis- misjudges it. And, uh, it, it goes right into the path of Suleiman again. And Gray pulls him down red card, free kick from 30 yards and Pepe Sar. It's a kind of golazzo free kick into the top right corner. And I think that, that's enough for that scoring summary. That's, uh, yeah. that's uh, that catalog that pretty, of depression. That's a pretty lengthy scoring summary. So any, um, any conclusions here before we kind of get into individual player assessments? If not, that's totally cool. I, I, I don't, I don't really have any. I think we, yeah. We kind of sprinkled it throughout. We, we cataloged the, uh, our weaknesses throughout. And I'm, I guess my conclusion is I don't know what happens next in the next game, or is it just try to pull something together? And Yeah, I mean, maybe bunk, maybe just sit back and try to hit on the counter. Because yeah. did Japan beat the Netherlands 3-0 tonight? I, think I believe so, I yeah. So that's not going to be an easy game on Wednesday. Um, no. It was a collect, like you say here. It was a collective failure. Um, it appears we are not that good. Now it could be Senegal is just like really, really good, and nobody knew it. I think there's a that possibility is becoming more and more. Well, that likely would be great. In my that mind. would be great if we found that out. Do you think? Do you actually think that might be the case? They looked pretty good to me. Yeah, they looked really good. Um, but I don't think you know. I, th- I think against. The Netherlands, we we are gonna we're gonna lose if we play like that, and the Netherlands just lost to Japan three zero. So stands to reason we will probably lose to Japan if we play like that too. Um, Kobe, I think Kobe. Let's talk about Kobe. Let's talk about positive some positive performances. Yeah, what what did you think of uh, Kobe's performance? I thought I thought he was really good. And his distribution was really good at the back. He was physically able to handle it. And I don't remember a, a big mistake or anything. I, I think he was clearly our best player. What did you think of him? Yeah, I thought it was it was between him and Tavon Gray. Uh, I mean, Tavon Gray's night ended poorly, obviously. 
but up until that point, I thought he was really good. But yeah, Kobe Kobe's the most polished player on the team. I think that's that's clear right now on this big stage. He was he was playing passes between the lines to you know like two or three levels deep. Sometimes we would just get crushed as soon as the as soon as we take our first touch, whether that was Griffin Yao or Gianluca Busio or even Giovanni Reina. So yes, I think he was our best player. Um, he also he had a few long diagonals. A couple of them almost came off, and that would have really been fantastic. Yeah, and and then you know the long diagonal to one of our wingers in the corner. Like, what were the chances that anything was going to come of that? I don't yeah, know. that's a problem. Outside of that, the first two chances we just we just didn't look dangerous at all. I mean, I mean we we got some chances on set pieces and stuff, but sustained chance creation was something that escaped us let's see uh i thought so you and i are a little bit in disagreement on this but i thought Tavon gray was good bailed us out when he was isolated defensively several times there was this phenomenon where senegal was attacking up their left wing our right flank whenever scally got forward which was fairly often scally ran up and down the wing a lot in this game as you mentioned mm-hmm. so that that space was vacated and it was on gray to sort of single-handedly deal with the deal with whatever came his way over there. I thought he did really well in that respect. He yeah. uh he was the only American other than Kobe and occasionally are more Reina and Scally and I say that occasionally very intent in, intentionally. So it was really just Kobe and Gray who were winning their physical battles, I thought. Or winning yeah. winning individual battles isn't even I think a better way to say it. I, I think I got distracted by his late red card, and a couple of times he get caught, he got caught with the ball early. But I, I actually, I actually do think he was pretty good. Now that now that you've said it, and I think about it, I know that's a pretty weak take to have. I initially, I thought he was just okay. Yeah, no, I mean, his he's not he's not Kobe in possession. That's for sure. He's not as he's not as polished or as smooth. Um, I thought so his I passing that. was a lot better in the second half. He he had a few really good ones. Okay. And I and you thought Laz was good. Laz was good. I I think you know he he's a good shot stopper. He showed that. Um, and he even even on the play where I thought he should have come out of his box, he he made a good save. He kept that you know he kept that play alive. And if we had been, been a little bit fitter and a little bit more committed to getting back, we would have somebody would have cleared that rebound instead of allowing it to be punched into the net. So. Loss Loss was I think above average on the night. After that, it starts to get. Yeah, I don't. Do we really have to go through all? Like, I thought Busio was okay. Well, maybe we'll do Busio. Yeah, he, let's, he didn't let's do create Busio. a bunch, but he had the the goal, which is very good. And I thought he was good in possession generally. He didn't. We we didn't create anything, so that ends up making it look like he didn't do very well, but. I thought he got sloppy in the second half, but you can chalk that up a little bit to just the entire team getting, yeah, you know, demoralized. So I, I always that, have a hard time knowing how much a team's playing completely through us down the middle is the fault of someone in in Busio's role. So I, he, I mean, he got beat a few times. People would slip through him in Saldana, probably two or three or four times. Um, so that was a recurring thing, but 
Yeah, I mean, Matt Matt Doyle is gnashing his teeth right now at this uh, that that midfield. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Busio, Leva, and Saldana. You know, Saldana is I, I always thought was kind of a bulldog, and I I didn't think he I, I didn't think even tonight he was as soft as Leva and Busio. But Leva and Busio are not guys who are gonna stop an attacker who's bring, brimming with confidence and pace. From but the Saldana really does have to do that stuff to. That's where a lot of his value comes from, I think. Right, right. And he did he didn't do that tonight. And I think that really hurt us. Yeah, so we were so we were soft in the midfield, just like the senior men's national team, just like the U twenties against Ecuador in the World Cup loss in the quarterfinals. Yeah. That's hey, it's you know, we that's American we're, soccer. We're consistent. We, again, we're, we're consistent. just gonna do, we're gonna be consistent. We're gonna do our best. We're going to be a little bit soft in the midfield. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> but in the meantime, you know, you got to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've, we've talked about Leva's struggles and Pepe's struggles. I thought, I mean, one thing about Leva is he, in possession, he is, is where he brings his value, you know, his ability to move the ball around the field and change the point of attack. I did not think he was sharp tonight in that respect. I thought he had, he had some pretty poor giveaways as we've already talked about, uh, and there was no, there wasn't much. Did you say verve? Yeah, like even when he was moving the ball without mistake, he wasn't doing it with verve. It yeah. wasn't getting there in a way that put the other person in a good position to to do the next thing. And normally he would play that ball and then be over there really fast to get it back to do whatever the next thing is. But it it was all very disconnected. I don't know if his not having that is a response to the whole thing being disconnected or, or if that's his responsibility for not having created that connection. Throw yeah. the game state disclaimer on everything. Yeah. And if if anybody out there is listening to this and saying, like, who are these jackasses talking about Verve? I mean, <laughs> uh, I would say if you want to see Verve, if you want to see somebody move the ball with Verve, look at the way Kobe Hernandez Foster was passing the ball. There was always like a little bit of surprise and crispness to it. And um, yeah. the ball was zinging, and I, I didn't see that from Leva tonight. I didn't so. see zing. I didn't see verve or pop. I didn't see any of those three things. And right. Those are the three things I look for every game. <laughs> uh, Yao had a Yao had a rough game. Scally, I do appreciate Scally's assertiveness, but he was uh, he was overmatched. Uh, I thought physically, and so he couldn't so he couldn't get to the end line, and he couldn't beat a guy. That was true of basically everybody, including Reina. I don't think Reina. Reina didn't Reina didn't really beat anybody either. And we've talked about Armour. Yeah. Um anything else we need to talk about? Or should we just should we just, you know, cross our fingers yeah. about Serginho Dest and look forward to Wednesday? I think we cross our fingers. I had I had written up the whole scenarios before the game of what what are the advanced what we need to do to advance and who we would play, but I I don't think that's that important right now. Just you know, try to play well against Japan and and go from there. Yeah, we. I mean, we need to really. What we need to do is win these next two games. That does not seem likely at all. But um, you know, stranger things have happened. But yes, more importantly, pray for Serginho Dest. Yeah, that's the big one. Chris, I really appreciate you doing this late, late, late on a school night. Big school day tomorrow. Yeah, um, study, study hard, do your homework. I will. Okay, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you.